magical. You sound majestical. You sound like a unicorn. A okay. unicorn? <laughs> I know. I was just being extra. I All like right. unicorns. Yeah, they don't exist. But anyway, we're going don't to do that. <laughs> do it like this. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast, this is a very special episode of the GH2 podcast. I'm joined. I am GH2. I am your host. I am joined by Miss Bridgetta Giles. Whoop, whoop. Okay, you got your own sound effects. And I'm also joined by. So now, if y'all if y'all know now, Ms. Giles has been on here before, but Ms. Giles will let you know what Ms. Giles does. And we're also joined by a brand new guest for the first time to the JH2 podcast. I, I, just, I know him by JJ, but I'm going to say Grand Prix. What's up? <laughs> I love that tag. I used to love that on the mixtapes. All right, yes. so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to take a little time. I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves, and then we're going to get down to business. So ladies first, Ms. Giles, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Well, I'm sad that I was the only one that had sound effects now. So, yeah, why, no, do, why must I always be the weird you. one? No, he, he hit us with the tag. He, his tag on, like, his tag or his, his album used to be that. What's up? I like that. But, okay, go ahead. He had sound effects too. Go ahead. Okay, that, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, let, it, <laughs> I'll let that rock. Sure. Hey, y'all. Hey. So, I'm Bridgetta Giles. I am a sexuality educator. I am the podcast host of Say It To Me Nice. It's a podcast all about sex, intimacy, sexual communication, and fuckery. And I love to say the word fuck a whole lot. And that's me. Okay. Mr. Grand Prix. Hello, hello, world. Uh, my name is Grand Prix. Some of those know me as Jonathan Johnson, but the streets know me as Grand Prix. You know, uh, us colored folk, we all have that that uh, pseudo name. Uh, I am known for uh, being a marketing and promotional specialist in music. I was one of the managers behind uh, Trap Beckham, the famous birthday bitch, birthday chick song. Um, I was part of that come up. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here with one of my great friends. So let's let's do it all right so here's the thing so last night me and uh Brigetta were having a wonderful conversation with our friend tammy and i had to let Brigetta know that she was full of shit don't do that. but I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna bring i'm not gonna bring the topic up right so the topic this, I'm open to fucking so we, we were talking about the fact of when you first see somebody and when you think about pursuing a relationship with them, you're thinking about how y'all, y'all's genital parts are going to touch at some point. And it's all about the buildup to the genitals touching. Brigetta said, and I quote first, before she, she gave me a bold-faced lie, she said that I did not. That's, only 10, that's only 10% of it. I said, 20, I said no, 20. I said 20 first. Okay, 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 cool. So the first time she said 20%, this is why she was a bold-faced lie. Because by the end of the conversation, what did you change your number to? 35. Okay. No, 35. I told her she's full of she's full of shit and she should move it up to 50%. And I said, here's why. And I used an example of her with a young man that we both know that we both know. And I said, Jesus. when you saw him, what was the first thing you thought about? She tried to tell a lie and say his teeth. I, I like, didn't say teeth. I said smile. It was smile. Okay, thing. smile. Smile, yeah, allegedly. And then 
I said, what was next? She said, his chest. I said, okay, because you was going to be laying on his chest after he knocked the bomb out that ass. So, I did not think of that. Okay, you keep lying, Rosetta. So, Rosetta... That came Brzezetta, later. Okay, so you lying? I'm not lying. That came later. Okay, so this is... So, we were having a whole conversation, and and it was a great conversation, but there was something we went back to later talk about. We talked about sex positivity. And um, the one thing I love about having Brigetta as a friend is she is a sex educator and she's always educating me. Um, me and her, we always like literally rough day. I can call her. She can call me. We, we can talk about anything. It don't really matter. We can talk about bad relationships. We can talk about kids. We can talk about whatever. But the one thing that is her wheelhouse is we talk about sex education. So Brigetta, me and Jonathan, me and Grand Prix, we don't know much about sex positivity. So can you explain that to us and then kind of walk us through so we can figure out if we're sex positive or not? <laughs> yes. So the sex positivity movement is basically moving society into a more positive view of sexuality related topics. That includes gender, like expanding our idea of gender. That means um, understanding that sex is not something that's done to someone, it's done with someone. Understanding that fundamentally, sex is natural and pleasurable instead of something that we should be ashamed of. Does that make sense? Bare bones. That's what it means to be sex positive. Okay. Okay. So, all right. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people where random things pop into my mind as people explaining <laughs> and educating me. Oh my God, that's so, me too. Go. Quick. So the first thought I just had, I'm sorry, just answer it and you could keep moving forward and I don't want to get off topic. So technically masturbation is not sex. It's solo sex. It's solo so, sex. So, okay, I mean, but you know what? I like that. I, thank you for that question because it also brings up the point that sex positivity also means that you are open to expanding your idea of what sex is. Ah, very good. Okay. Very good. Okay. So, if a, okay, I got another follow up question. If you're dating someone and they, um, could possibly have a because I've had this happen. I was dating a female that she was single for so long that once she started dating a person, she had developed an addiction to her own vibrator, which made it hard to go back to regular penis. Um, obviously, because vibrators can do just these ungodly things. Um, and this kind of been, I'm a and I'm grown. I'm not sure if you're around the same age as me and George, but no, yes. we're not. We got to get into that. But this was around the time that like the silver bullets had just hit. Yes, I love bullets. Yes. Okay. So, so her going back, it took a while for her to actually get back into just sex with a person. Um. Mm-hmm. So, with you saying that, expanding that uh, idea of sex, someone that develops maybe a masturbation addiction. Could that technically then be a form of cheating? If they're, if so, they're, okay, go ahead. So my education and my stance on sex-related addictions is that there's no such thing as a sex addiction or a masturbation addiction. There is a compulsion, which is very, very different. So for this person to have a 
like a compulsion where they're using their vibrator a whole, whole lot and it does impact their ability to have pleasure elsewhere. That's an easy fix. Like if they're interested in having pleasurable experience with a person, then they have to figure out, okay, how do I communicate with my partner that this, how to pleasure me in a way that's going to be effective for me. And that's a lot of times the part that is skipped. Also, sex toys are your teammates, not your competitors. Is there a way to pull that into the actual partnered sex that you're having? Okay, but let me, oh, yes, exactly. So let me ask you this. So is mm-hmm. there bits taken as to who introduces the toy? Because these women are going crazy over this damn rose. And <laughs> the way that, I don't know if I should bring the rose. Are you going to be offended if I bring the rose? Or do I got to <laughs> think and then you bring the rose? Because I, I want to take the night off and I can just use the rose and we could be done. Because I hear this thing could get it done in like a minute. And yeah. I ain't got to spend 20 minutes. Awesome. Awesome my damn less. Oftentimes yes. less than yes. a minute. So I will say it is a it is a conversation that you have to have because there's also you have to be trauma informed. You have to realize that some people don't of clitoral stimulation. Some for for pleasure reasons, just preferences, trauma, whatever the case may be. So having a conversation about what their relationship is with vibrators and sex toys and their thoughts on incorporating them into sex time. So just have that conversation first. Once you have that consent, my favorite word, then make it sexy. Start bringing it. Say, hey, I got, I got a little something for us tonight. Don't say it like that. Don't, don't say it like yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Don't do that. Yeah, don't say it like that. But you know, something. Yeah, that was, that was real. Uh, you remember yeah. how you watched? Remember the Nightmare on Elm Street? How Freddy Krueger used to be real yes, freaky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what that gave me. That was probably, real life. That was probably <laughs> where I got it from. I've been watching scary. <laughs> so probably so. Okay, so if, if I'm sex negative, okay, go ahead. Yeah, because no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I will, I do because it if, if I'm teetering to not fully being sex positive, as you say that did she she said you weren't sex positive, right? We're not. We need to learn in your conversation. I did not say George was not sex positive. I, did okay. I? I'm, I'm open. I'm open over here, but I'm not. I, I don't know how open I really am because there's some hardline chances that Regina knows I have. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think that I think uh, that it's, I think it's because of education, from education, right. from an education standpoint. There's there's some things I think culturally that it's very hard for us as men to accept as regular. Like now, okay, now I'm gonna be real open here for a moment. Now, ten years ago, a woman a woman eating my butt wasn't really with it. Nowadays, uh, I like to get eight. In the words of Trick Daddy, I can't help myself. Don't judge me. But that's because ten years ago, ten years ago, the idea of it, everybody like I'm gonna be honest. You know, I, excuse excuse me for using this phrase, but everybody be like, "Nigga, you gay?" Like, you know what I mean? Right, right, they they right. find out you got your butt eight. But nowadays, it's completely normal. To the point where your lady's like, hey, do you want to Captain Morgan this thing? Do you want to go sniper right. position? She's going right. to be like, do you want to bunk up? Do you want to let me kick your legs back? Which you're not about to attempt. You're not about to baby powder me like I'm a baby. With your oh, Jesus. You're not right. doing that. Oh, Lord. Don't, but, you can eat the butt. Don't, don't put my legs in the air, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, 
I'm that's the power of. <laughs> I'm not about to play with you. <laughs> but that's the that's the positive. That's the power of the sex positive movement. Is that yeah we that's where we were 10 years ago but because of the efforts of people really educating the world because we have to think we didn't receive especially if you you're anywhere from the south we didn't receive comprehensive sex education so we didn't understand um anything about pleasure zones we didn't know about erogenous zones we didn't know about what's pleasurable to to different uh body types we weren't taught things like that just even if it's just basic bare bones anatomy and understanding how the body works, we weren't given that. So, you know, ignorance is not always bliss. So yeah, the idea was, oh, you like stuff happening with your butt as a man, oh, you're gay. No, you actually wanting to be with a man is what makes you gay. Having a desire to be like, I'm with this person sexually, romantically, whatever. That's that. That's a decision that you make. No, I so, gotta ask you this. So, I gotta ask you this. I, gotta ask you this. I feel so like I, I know where we're about to go. I feel like I'm about to be very ignorant, but it's okay. It's okay. So I feel like, and I feel like, and maybe I'm not wrong. Maybe you can educate me. I just feel like men who like for their woman to strap it on and hit them might be gay. Uh, that's just me. I don't. I do not think so. Okay, and, oh, and they're not. Explain. The, the explain, of, explain to me. It's literally, so you, what is your definition of gay, of a gay man? If you, if you like booty penetration, you're gay. So, so because I haven't asked, if I like booty penetration, that means I'm straight, even if it's done by a woman. No, it's the combination of you liking no, booty no, no. penetration. <laughs> see, see, so it's the combination of you liking booty penetration and having a penis, which makes you gay. It's a combination. Like a beef patty by itself don't make it a burger. That's the beef patty. So you gotta combine it. So by the combination of you having a penis but liking the booty penetrating, the combo is what makes you gay. So yeah, no. (laughs) Um, What makes a person gay is them saying. I am gay. I like men. I like to have sex with men. I I desire to be in a romantic relationship with men. Let me and let me say this. We're talking a lot about sex, but we all we can't take. I think a lot of the ignorance around understanding um, diverse social communities is that so much emphasis is on the sex. We have to realize the the we are all people who desire relationships and find ourselves in relationships mm-hmm. and being you know loved That's- and having love. Oh. Okay, so let me tell you, and let me volunteer some of my ignorance that I'll probably be, get killed for, but I don't I don't mind mm-hmm. volunteering my ignorance because there's somebody that probably thinks just as stupid. So by them being able to be hearing me get corrected may help educate someone else. I said to someone the other day in having a private conversation um, that I that this boy they were we were having a conversation about a young male um, being possibly gay, and I said that he can't be gay because he's still a virgin, and like he doesn't crazy. really know yet. Like until he actually has the sexual experiences, he may think he's gay, but he's not. He may not know yet. Like he may get some vagina and completely that changes whole perspective or he may get penis up his booty and then not completely change his whole perspective so 
he may not really know. So here's there, now you may educate me and the, the people who say these but, type of dumb things. But but so, but before you answer, Brigetta, I got okay. so I got I got a question, Brigetta, because I've been in this class now. So and you know I'm a little remedial, but I think I got it now after our thirty thousand conversation. So oh. because because it, the moment that young man says he wants a relationship with another male, he's gay. Him verbalizing that. Now, let me say this because. You know me. Sexuality is fluid. Yes, I would like to have a relationship. This young man says, yes, I would like to have a relationship with a man. Now, we can get really advanced with this because you can be romantically attracted to someone and not sexually attracted to someone and vice versa. And that may look different, but I'm not taking y'all there just yet. But because this person has said, yes, I desire to be in a relationship, sexually active, whatever, with a man, then that person is gay because ultimately it is on the person to identify who they are sexually not society and you're and and you are right if he decides you know what i am gay i have not had much experience because sexuality is fluid once he starts experimenting and exploring then he may change his mind or he may determine this is for me now, another part of that, I, I teach a class on um, how to be a sex positive parent. And part of the class is getting people to remember when was the first time, when was your first crush? When do you remember having a crush on somebody for the first time? And for me, I was really young. Um, I, was, I was in first grade. And I remember explaining it to my mother, um, this, this young man, Otis Wright, we're still good friends to this day. I had the biggest crush on Otis Wright. But then there was this this other young lady, this this little girl that started, and I had the exact same feelings for her that I did with him. That's when I explained it to my mom because she was like, oh, yeah, you know, you have butterflies in your stomach. That means you like him. But when I had the exact same conversation about this young, this little girl, she lost her shit. Well, it's natural. Like that, that in and of itself lets me know that I, I, I like both men and women. But again, when I was a little kid, it ain't going to get that deep because that's not where I am cognitively yet. But if you all were four, five, six, seven years old and had a crush on a girl, that kind of gay people yeah. have crushes, four, five, six, seven, and it's typically with someone of the same sex. It happens. Is just not talked about because typically their parents are going to try to shut that shit down. Well, I think that, I think that's the truth though because like I even deal with that with I dealt with that with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I dealt with that with my daughter because uh, my daughter um, she wrote a letter to another girl and she said that she loved her, Aww. but Aww. when I questioned my daughter on why she wrote that. She said, it's because I feel she really cares about me as a friend, and she really mm-hmm. cares about me. And, and that's what let me know that as a parent, sometimes I got the game fucked up. Because mm-hmm. kids don't know really what that feeling is they're feeling until they experience whatever it is. So like when she mm-hmm. telling me, oh, so when she was telling me that she, you know, when she's writing in this letter how she loves this little girl, she means because she, of the person she allows her to be, not romantically, but for me, I right. had learned that that was right. 
and I guess that's where some of the question is, is when you're at certain ages and you're, and you're in adolescent ages, not knowing the boxes. Because now that I'm grown, now that I'm older, I have like homeboys that I tell I love them because I've seen yeah. them. I've seen, we have all these boxes of love where how many times women will say, I love you, but I don't love you like that. And, and kids, when they're younger, don't almost know how to decipher all of those. They just know I care about you more than I care about everyone else. And so you may think that makes you gay, but you're not really gay. That person may just really be like someone you just deeply care for and would do anything for. You just don't. It is such a thin line. You get what I'm saying? So I don't know. Can, That's, I, can I offer a, a different perspective? Sure. How we see love is based on and attraction is based on our years and our experience. I think for their age, what they're experiencing is considered love and attraction and all that for them. Does that make sense? Like I remember right. like my first boyfriend, like I legit thought like, oh, this is what love is and this is what love will always be. Whereas I'm about to be 37 years old and that's what that wasn't that. I I don't desire to have that now as a 37 year old. Right. But it was appropriate for me at 15, 16, 17. Gotcha. Does oh, that so make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. So check this out. I'm about to tie this in. I'm about to tie this in. So this goes back to what I, you're basically saying that love is all relative, almost relative to what we've experienced. Yep. And and that's what is interesting because going back to your original point, um, this is my first time I'm ever talking to you, even for the public, whoever listens to this. So when you, I listened to you, but I took away from you talking about sex positive, and then the George said his experiences, it sounds like you're almost telling us like basically based on the toxic male kind of boxes that we've been in, we think we're fucking, but we're not fucking fucking. Like there's so much more to sex and so much more going back to some of the things that you mentioned as far as the body parts and the zones and but just typical fucking black culture we have such a small box and there's so much more to sex if i'm taking what you're saying about positivity right yeah for, for the most part but let me let me add an extra little bit to that but because if you think about it historically black people can incapable of making sexual decisions for themselves we were bred right like yeah. oh right this slave and that slave you you two enslaved people I want y'all to fuck and make more enslaved people you see what I'm saying so right, it's, right. it's everything you know everything goes back to systematic race <laughs> a lot of the so. issues that we see in the black community including the, the hesitation to be in white sex positive culture it, we, it took a very long time and it, we're still trying to figure out ways to have agency over ourselves as people and as black people so when you are looking at sex positivity, we're looking at how sex, we're having to unlearn a whole lot. And it's not just um, a result of, of toxic masculinity. And I, I want to make sure we know a difference because masculinity and it's, and it's very valuable and important, just as femininity is. But toxic masculinity is only, it's only a piece of it. We weren't educated. We weren't allowed to to understand the magic that is our bodies, the magic that is pleasure. So 
Yeah. Well, that's because we don't. We didn't own it. And we I didn't own we it. Didn't have it. We didn't have full control of it. And I think, I think that's why the struggle is even now. Like, um, I was talking with my brother, and um, you know, we were talking, and he, and, he, and uh, we were talking about, uh, I was talking about my nephews, and, he, and I was just like, well, how would you feel if you know one of them? And he said, honestly, I don't want to deal with that shit. He said, the girls I can deal with all day, but I, I don't want to deal with that with my boys. And I kind of think about it from a standpoint of how intolerant we are because I think that I think sometimes our ignorance gets in the way. Because even like what I've been finding out, like in my sexual relationships, I'll probably say since the age of 35, as my sexual palate has grown um, into kink and all those other different type things, I've become more happier. I don't, I'm more, I'm, I'm more, I'm happier in relationships or with partners that I that I have sex with just because I feel comfortable because I don't really care because like if, if I want if I want you to spit my mouth spit my mouth Praise you know what I mean? if I want you to slap my face slap my face if I want to choke you you damn near pass out because you into it and I have your consent I'm about to say let's do that let's do that but I also want you to choke me till I damn near pass out go ahead and strap a belt around my goddamn neck I'm just saying I'm comfortable with me now right so I think that that's the hard part when we had these conversations because because if we were all sitting at the bar and we were having this exact same conversation and there were other black folk around us, they would be like, get out of here with that white shit, right? Yep. That's exactly Absolutely. how they would hit us. But when we're able to actually educate ourselves, because like, I'm free. Like, now I ain't, I ain't strap, strap no dildo on and give me a dash. I'm not that free. <laughs> like, I ain't free like that. That is my preference. That, that, yeah, that's not a preference that I'm I'm looking for over here out of whatever relationship I get into with a young woman. But what I'm saying is, I'm free to where if I, if it comes in my head and I desire it, I, we're going to do it. And I think because of it, and as long as she consents to it, and I think because of that, I'm in a better place. Because I used yeah. to feel I used to feel dirty after sex. I would feel guilty, mm. and that might that might be that that might be that Baptist guilt. But um, as I've gotten older now, I, I don't have that guilt about, I, I feel sex is normal. Um, yeah. When I talk to my kids about sex, you know, like I've had very serious conversations from a, uh, from a very deep aspect with my children. Like I talked to my son, my 13 year old son, we talked about the fact that I, I committed adultery in, mm. in, in, in the relationships, in the relationships that, cre- in my marriage that created two of his sisters. Yeah. So having that conversation with him, it allows us, the conversation, my son is more sexually advanced at 13 than what I was. Mm-hmm. Because of the conversation I'm willing to have with him. And I think that culturally, we struggle with it. Yeah. We struggle with it um, as a people and also psychologically. Yep. When having conversations with children about sex, in order for it to be a sex positive conversation that, that will be positively impactful on their lives as they grow into adults and enter into relationships and things of that nature. We have to be willing to sit with our own understanding of sex and that even though it matters not your age, if that's not something you have done, it you're going to struggle with it. If you don't understand your own values around sex, 
why you feel the way that you feel about sex. And if as an adult, you have not made your own decisions about sex, if you're just going off of what you've seen on television, what you've seen in porn, what you were told growing up, then you're going to struggle. And a lot of times, you know, when we put the mirror in our own faces, it's very uncomfortable and people don't like to lean into discomfort. Well, that's where your lesson is on the other side of that discomfort. So my question to you, Brigitte, would be, how do we become more sex positive? Because our generation, our generation, a lot of things, because mm-hmm. when, I, when I look at our generation, I look at Pri, I look at me, I look at you. And I don't know about y'all. I can look at pictures of my parents at my same age. They wasn't out here flourishing like how we flourishing. Right. Um, I, right. I, just, I, I believe like our generation, like we got the secret sauce. I believe those eighties, those eighties babies, we got the secret sauce, and we're we're forward, but we also still stick to tradition a little bit. So, how do we move things forward so that we can be more sex positive, so that um, people don't have to feel shame about? their kinks and what they're into. I think I talked about it last week. We have to mind our own bedrooms and do so with intention. And what I say, mind our own bedrooms and our business is that we need to sit with, again, sit with our own understanding and feelings around sex and really put in the work to unlearn a lot of the negative things that we have learned over the over our lives and a lot of times it's going to take the assistance of a professional sometimes it may even go to being with a sex positive of a minister clergy i know plenty of them at this point that are also sex counselors and therapists um just really understanding that sex She fell off. Oh man, that's okay. She fell that's off. Okay. I'll, I'll talk while she uh, comes back. So, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, because it's kind of interesting that you said that, right? Um, because I remember going into a situation in one of my last relationships where I told her that you know I was. In the courting phase, she was doing the whole, you know, where women talk about them being bi and, you know, I'm down to do this and down to do that. And I remember going through that phase and telling her, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm down to have threesomes. You know what I'm saying? We can do this. Da, 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 da. And then when we actually. Sorry, got I was cutting out. Sorry, y'all. Oh, okay, okay. So actually, Bridgetta, what I was talking to George about was how, you know, uh, telling someone your whatever level of positive that you're at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, like phases, right? And I dated, I was, I was dating this girl where, and when we first were courting each other, she was by and she was talking about, oh, I'm down to do this and other girls and this and that. And I was open to that, especially because I spent a lot of years single. So it was like, dang. If I'm with someone that's into like threesomes and other girls and stuff, and you like girls too, and my in the back of my head, it made sense that I would never have to, I would never step out in the relationship because our, our we were in line. So if there was ever an issue of wanting to bring somebody in, our positives were at that same level. And 
once we actually got together, a lot of the things that I was told she was into or down for never happened. <laughs> so, so let me tell you about that. So I'm glad that you all had the conversation first, but you also have to realize that, and, and I'm, I'm speaking both personally and professionally, when we, she may very much so be into threesomes and being with other women and things of that nature doesn't necessarily mean that is something that she wants to naturally incorporate into a relationship. Right. And so a very direct question when you're having conversations, oh yeah, I've had threesomes, I've done this, I've done that, is would you be willing to and under what circumstances? Because I will say if we are, we're into our relationship and we're having some rocky times, I'm not going to feel comfortable with you bringing someone in because there's, there may be an issue of trust. There may be an issue of us still trying to learn who we are together sexually before incorporating someone else. I mean, it, it could be a slew of reasons or it could be, you know what, I'm in a period of my life where I'm not 100% comfortable with my body. And so I don't want to bring someone else in because now we got two or three people looking at my body or, you know, this person's body may look better than mine. And I'm really insecure about that. So I can't enjoy the moment. So I don't even want to put myself in that position. Right. You just have to consistently have these conversations. Like, okay, what do you, how do you feel about this? What are your, what are some barriers to this happening? What are your fears? What are your concerns? So, yeah. Okay. Wow. So that was a lot. Um, <laughs> That's I how I do. I don't mean it from a negative standpoint. I just mean it like, I just think it's dope because I think that the fear that a lot of people have is just being misunderstood. And what I've been finding out is the more, I, the more dating I've been doing, but the more dating I'm doing, people are into just about anything. It's really just about the conversation that you use to set up um, whatever it is. Y'all are going to go into, and it sounds like the biggest, the biggest uh, concept about being sex positive is about the communication that you have with your partner and the person that you are planning on entering into an intimate relationship with. And from that standpoint, making sure that y'all have a full and clear understanding of what y'all want to do. It's built on consent. It's built on trust, and y'all can move forward. So, Virginia. I got a question for Virginia. Okay. Yes. Um, and it's almost a question for you, but how I'm sure if I'm thinking it, how a woman would be thinking it is yeah. how does a female introduce how her heightened level of sex positivity? Because I feel like most women. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. There you oh, go. There you go. Okay. Oh, cool. oh, okay. I was still talking. I was like, I can, I can hear, I heard you. Okay. So yeah. I was saying, how do, how does um, a woman introduce her level of sex positive, especially if she's at a more advanced level, without mm -hmm. then being judged or being deemed a hoe by the guy? Mm. So, oh, that's a really good one, and I think it also starts with knowing who you're dealing with. Um, because that's actually something that I struggle with being able to be just being transparent. I really do struggle with what level, what level do I give 
And I always advocate for people being their true authentic selves. So if you're like, you know what, I'm really into, um, I don't know, knives play. I don't know, something, something out the box or blood play or whatever. And I, it's literally just that conversation. Like, so listen, this is something that I'm really into. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? And I mean, there's always the risk that this person is going to think you're a complete and total whack job. You have to, at that point, understand that you're pro- this is probably a misalignment. Maybe, sort of. Especially if they, they kink shame you. Like, I don't play about that. If they kink shame you, then this is not the person for you, and you're probably dodging a bullet. But again, you might want to have those conversations pre-coitus. You know, pre-coitus. So I guess to answer your question, you, that's always a risk. But you just like got to vet your partners. Gotcha. So question, Bridgetta. How yes. if you if you had to come up with an assessment, if there was an assessment mm-hmm. for sex positivity, what are two questions that you would ask any male or you think somebody should ask anybody should ask their partner about sex positivity before they enter into a relationship? Um, a good question is asking your partner, do you believe in sex roles? Do you believe, and I know that sounds like it may, may not, or gender roles, it may or may not lead into it, but it will tell you a lot if your partner believes that, you know, oh, when we get married, you're supposed to fuck me any and every time I say you're supposed to fuck me. Um, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so probably not the most sex positive person if the person has very negative speech about uh relationship expansive communities or gender expansive communities probably not going to be the most sex positive person if they speak ill about sex toys probably not the most sex positive person so just asking questions like that so what are your thoughts um, sex toys in the bedroom. Oh no, fuck that. I don't like I don't need that shit. Probably not sex positive. Or whatever is of value to you. And I, I, I think that's very important to say too. Whatever is of value to you or relevant to you. It's very valuable to me for my partner to to um be sensitive and compassionate to the LGBTQ community. So I'm going to ask questions about their understanding of, of that community or their thoughts around that community. I'm going to ask that. I, I enjoy using sex toys. I'm going to ask about their thoughts on using sex toys in the bedroom because that's of value to me. So I guess figuring out your own sexual values first and then asking questions about those. Okay. Alright. So with that being said, what would you have for us, Oh, no, I was, I mean, she kind of answered it. I guess I was going to say, so, George, you asked it from a perspective of if you're pursuing somebody, right? Yeah. I was going to ask um, Bridgetta to open it up in the same kind of, like, if I'm just in a mixed group of people, just the, the you know, 10, 12 of us in the room, you know, mm-hmm. the tab, the spades night, and I'm trying to <laughs> weed some of these hoes out, and I'm trying to figure out... I'm trying to figure out who's who freaky with the sex positivity. Yeah. I don't want no sex neutral. <laughs> I need to know who's positive. 
what are some signs or like man, some generic man. questions, you know, fishnets that I could cast in the room to see who, you know, who a little right more. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to see what the question I'm trying to see who, I'm trying to see who went the shits. <laughs> Honest, honestly, I would I would go with the same the same logic. Like, okay, so George, Tammy didn't tell you this last night, but uh we had a little get together in Dallas last Friday and it got really deep. It was a start having a really deep conversation. It was really blowing <laughs> my fucking buzz. So I just was like randomly. I really like sucking dick from the back. Oh wow! Uh, and no, like more. we wasn't talking about nothing sexual. I just blurted it out really quick, and folks was like, "Bitch, what?" I was like, "Yeah, I just, I, I just thought I'd say that." So, what, what are y'all into? If y'all want to go find her on Instagram, right quick, fellas, it's Save Me Nice before you had, before we got on the phone. Oh, oh. <laughs> If you're not as as bold and, and crazy as I am, you you may want to just throw a conversation started. Like, what are y'all thoughts on this whole rose uh, mm-hmm. situation? I'm hearing everybody talk about the rose. What are y'all thoughts on it? And just go from yeah. there. I, and then I have follow up questions. When I was at the gas campaign, I used to when you were my number one line. Asking the question, just starting the conversation, and and that and that's the most important thing. We can't be afraid to have these type of conversations, and so you get right. your friends together and you you talk and, about stuff like this. Right. <laughs> I've totally, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, but I think I want to go ahead. I want to go ahead and cap this. So let's. So, oh yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, because we are, we are, we're reaching like optimal levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we, we want to make sure that y'all retain. Yeah, I'm sorry. We can do. Yeah, we can definitely come back or spend it. Yeah, we can spend a block on this topic. We, we can end the podcast. I'll tell Dick from the back. That's a no. <laughs> there is nothing left to talk about. <laughs> I'm on my way to Dallas. What about the college? Right there. <laughs> Stop, right? Dallas will take yeah. me on about. 18 hours in the car. <laughs> I will be there by football to come on tomorrow. Shit. You know the That I have regularly. So, yeah. yeah. So, sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta resume the duty. So, but real quick, y'all, each one of y'all, give me a takeaway from the conversation. Give me, give me a takeaway. I'm gonna start with you first, uh, Jenna. Give, give me a takeaway. Uh, my takeaway is that we need to have more conversations with with black groups about what it means to be sex positive and the benefit for our community. Okay. 
That's deep. You went the deep route. Okay, cool. Oh, hey. uh, free, free go. Give me a takeaway. Uh, just that you can't be afraid of some of those conversations and just learn to ask ask questions and pay attention to the answers. Yeah. So, and it's going to tell you a lot. George, what did you learn? Oh, man. I, I learned so much, uh, but the, the, the simplest thing I learned is communication will solve all of the ills um, when mm. we're talking about sex. Um, our ability right. to communicate it and just be direct. Like, don't 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 falsify it. Like, so if when you're like, I, I like I like what Free said. Like, what can I say in a group setting to kind of get the ball rolling so I can figure out who's the who in this room? Because sometimes, as a single male, um, and remember now, if, if you're not married, you're single. Um, as a single male, don't I do this. Oh, no, I, I got to go ahead and say that. I'll clarify that so just in case any woman that's listening might be disillusioned. <sighs> you ain't married, you're single. All right, so with that being said, when you walk in as a male to a group of women, it is prime money season. You know, I, I don't care. I feel like Free's a little bit like me, like he's a hunter-gatherer. Uh, so I walk into the room. I'm hunting. I'm sorry. And I'm big game hunting. Okay. What's what? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who's going to feed me for a day, who's going to feed me for a month. I got to figure that out. So let me figure that out in the room. And then we can get into all these other questions because I got to start. I got to start chopping it down. We gotta get yeah, we gotta get these starfish out the room of the yeah. expedition. Yeah. First of all, I don't even know who invited starfish. Starfish invited the starfish. Do you, you know those who the starfish are, Bridgetta, right? No. You know what starfish is? Those What's a starfish? Oh, did he go out? Uh-oh. He went he out probably, of the He's probably talking. He's probably talking, but we can't hear him. He can hear us. Wait a second. I'm, I'm curious as hell. I want him to finish the thought. <laughs> right. I don't know why I did that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. A starfish. That means um those are women that once you get them in the bed and it's time to have sex, they just lay there like a goddamn starfish. <laughs> They left oh. right there with their arms on the their starfish. Oh, so like a, a pillow princess. Yes, they're just a starfish. Okay. okay. I've never. Yeah, when you find a starfish at the beach, the shit don't be moving nothing. They tell you it's alive, but it's not moving. It's just laying there. <laughs> this shit just laying there. You want to sit there, buddy? I, I feel like that's a whole starfish. nother podcast of why that happens a lot of times, but I'm not going to go there. Oh, <laughs> boy. Don't worry, we'll spin the block. We can definitely spin the block. All right, we got to wrap this one up. We got to wrap this one up. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up by saying thank you for joining joining us on the GH2 podcast. I I appreciate appreciate Free. I appreciate BG, Regetta Giles. If y'all want to find her, go ahead and give everybody your social media where to find you at, Regetta. Yes, you can find me on IG at Say It To Me Nice Podcast. You can find me on Twitter. I just started my Twitter uh, at Say It To Me Nice Podcast. If you are interested in me moderating a room on Clubhouse, I am on Clubhouse at Say It To Me Nice. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Free, go ahead and tell oh, me. I'm, I'm sorry. I was busy typing and saying, I was busy typing that in, in IG. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it to be nice from the back. All right, chill. What up, wrong? Say it to me nice shit. Say less. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm sorry. 
Follow me on Instagram, Grand Prix Music with underscore. Grand Prix, G-R-A-N-D-P-R-I-X, music underscore. All right. All right. And then what are you on Clubhouse? Uh, I'm on Clubhouse, too. Grand Prix Music. It's Grand Prix social, every social platform except for IG because I...